the scribes were unhappy. Nothing new there. They were often unhappy, as we read in the Scriptures. But on this occasion, they were very unhappy because their nice, safe, secure world had been thrown into turmoil by the arrival of this Jesus fellow who was doing all sorts of wonders, healing the sick, curing the blind, making lame walk, etc., etc., all those wonderful things, and it upset them. It upset them because that wasn't the way they thought the world was to be. They had a nice, neat, ordered and orderly sense of the world. God lived in the temple and in his heaven and fallen humanity lived out here with the rest of us and we were to live according to the rules set down by the law of Moses, laws that they, the scribes and the Pharisees, controlled. They wanted everything to be nice. They wanted everything to be neat. They wanted everything in its right place. But that's not the way God works. Jesus reminds us very clearly in this gospel and in so many other places that God will work the way God will work. And the scribes didn't like it. And so they set off to do all the things they could do in order to discredit him. He's out of his mind, we heard in this gospel tonight. He's a demon, obviously, if he casts out demons. He's obviously sick and twisted because he doesn't fall into the way we like things to be done. He's not one of us. But no, he's not, because Jesus will do those things that Jesus will do because he has been sent by the Father to do exactly that and nothing else. We are reminded very clearly in the Gospel today that we have a choice to be made. We can either be with God, no matter how chaotic and unorderly that might be, or we cannot, and we know where that one leads us. We are invited by our gospel today to remember that God will be the way God will be. God will do those things that God will do and God will do them in God's own time even if it doesn't suit us. That's the way God works. The scribes and sometimes ourselves can find that a little bit challenging because we like things to be neat and orderly and predictable but that's not the way God works. We have a choice to make. We can either be with God, as I say, or we cannot. But those are the only two choices that we have. The choice to be with God, of course, is not just a simple intellectual exercise. We don't wake up one morning and say, well, today, on the balance of probabilities, I think I'll choose mm, God. No, no, this is something we do at the very depth of our being because it requires a radical shift in the way we live our life. We simply just can't go on presuming that the way we thought things will work out will be the way they work out. God does not work that way. We have to be prepared for the chaos. We have to be prepared for things that we don't like. We have to be prepared to be taken to places we'd rather not go because that's the way God works. Our choice to be with God requires us to be open to all of those things. If we want order, if we want the absence of chaos, if we want the absence of conflict, the choice will lead us somewhere else. So on this 10th Sunday in ordinary time, as we are presented once again with the reality of who God is and who God will be when God will be, we are invited into the possibility of choice. We can say yes to God with all that entails, or we can say, thank you, but no. 
if we say yes, we need to be prepared for all the things that will make us uncomfortable. Chaos, conflict, all those things that we as human beings tend to hate. But we know where the other choice leads us. So I suspect that many of us will suggest there is only one choice to be made. But it's a choice that we need to make individually and corporately each and every day of our life to allow God to be who God will be. Because there we find the true reality of who we are called to be.